Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of How's We Manage, where we aim to inspire, bring joy, and teach you better ways to manage yourself. On this week's episode, we're diving into a topic that we've received a lot of questions around or just an area where people would love some more advice and guidance. Um, This topic is how to own your strengths and your contributions without coming across as entitled. So, you know, this can be a challenge and there really is a fine line between these two things. And what's interesting, when you look at the research behind this whole like ownership, not entitlement idea, research shows that women find it more challenging to own their accomplishments than men do, which is just kind of interesting. But when we look at this topic at work, there are many times advocating for yourself is going to come up. This could be around when performance reviews are on the horizon. Maybe you want to take on more responsibility and you're trying to figure out how do you ask for that. Or it could simply just be learning to share your views more comfortably on an important issue. But a lot of times where this can also come up is when maybe you're feeling frustrated or underappreciated. So what we want you to take away from this is to show that learning to advocate for yourself, it shows up in many other occasions too, not just the times where you're feeling frustrated. And really, advocating for yourself means identifying and and seizing opportunities. Maybe you've identified a job gap in the company and you think there's a new role that should exist or... Maybe you have an idea to adopt a new tool or you want to propose a different way to do something. So when, whenever this comes up, there's this balance of understanding that you likely have things to learn still, but also it's so important to know your worth and your value and to speak to those things. So really when it comes down to it, learning how to advocate for yourself is an important professional skill. I'll never forget when I made the shift uh, prior to house, I was actually a school teacher. And when I was making that transition going from, you know, an educational institute into the business world, I was given some advice by one of my students' parents. And I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, I just want you to know going into this, you know, new environment, no one is looking out for you but you. Now, at first hearing that, it can sound a little bit harsh, but let me explain This statement, it's not saying that, you know, your boss or your colleagues don't care about you. Of course they do. What it is saying, though, is that truly you are the only person who can advocate for yourself. You are the person who knows what your day-to-day looks like, what effort is required for the specific task entailed within your job. Only you know that. And looking back, I realized what she meant by this statement is that I really need to be comfortable speaking on behalf of myself, which is not always easy. So that's what we're here to give you today is three things that you can do to advocate for yourself without sounding entitled. The first of these is to ask for what you want. You may have heard the saying, you can't get what you don't ask for, or similarly, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. I know personally, I used to make the mistake of believing I'd magically just be asked to be involved in every possible project, but what I've come to learn is, surprise guys, people can't read your mind, Um, sometimes our boss, they may not involve you in something because they're trying to honor your capacity. So point is, you need to be clear about what you want and speak up because no one, including your manager, can read your mind. And sometimes we hear this and we might think, oh, well, gosh, you know, I should be promoted, so I need to ask for that. But really what we should be asking our manager is, 
I'd love to understand what I need to do to get to the next level. That's something really important to me. So I'd love to understand what I need to be working on. Or you could phrase it as, I'd love to be involved in the upcoming project. What would I need to do to be considered for that? In both of those instances, it's very clear what I'm asking for, but it doesn't, it doesn't come across as entitled, right? So first thing you can do, ask for what you want. Next thing you should always be doing is keeping track of your contributions. This is going to give you a far better understanding of the value that you bring. Now, if you're in a metrics-driven role, you might be thinking, well, what's the point? My numbers speak for themselves. But there should be more beyond just like meeting the current objectives that demonstrates the value that you bring. Like what are the specific behaviors, your specific strengths? Some of you are in a different type of role where it's harder to measure the success. So you might be sitting here thinking, well, how do I do that? And really, this just comes down to deliverables and areas where you've added value. We all have a position for a reason. We all bring something to the table that helps move the company forward. So keep track of these things. And that's really simple to do, but it, it's hard. It's, it's one of those like tedious tasks However, it is highly recommended. I know when I started doing this, it was such a great confidence booster to go back and like look at each and every month and look at the many things that I had contributed to. It was really good for my confidence and made me realize, wow, you know, I am doing a lot. So that's one way you can do that is just looking at your calendar and going back, looking at different invites and different, just a lot of times the insight that's listed there gives you more perspective on what you've gotten done. There are specific tools that some people use. So you may have heard of a Trello board or um, Asana as like another project management system. Uh, they have free versions that you can use, and those are great. They are really good at just helping you stay centered on what you're working on, and then you basically drag things over when they're done, and it's just a very satisfying feeling. So we've actually linked those sites below if you'd like to check out the different free resources that they have on there. But keep in mind, too, when it comes to keeping track of contributions, you think about, like, small things that have big impacts, right? I mean, maybe what if you're in sales and you created a great email template that has shown to be really successful and you share that with the team? How much revenue could that possibly be generating? Maybe you have an idea to change a process that saves a significant amount of time for other employees, you can think about how many people you've helped in the last month. Sometimes we assume people will just know all of this. Point is, it's never a bad idea to make a list of the different things that you contribute to each and every month. And as I mentioned, it's just a great confidence builder to collectively look back and see what you've accomplished. So taking into consideration, what are some better ways to keep track of what, um, what you're contributing to and what you do? So we have ask for what you want, keep track of your contributions so you have a better understanding of the value you bring, and lastly, share your opinions honestly. Get comfortable sharing your perspective, sharing your ideas. The more you contribute to the vision of your team and role, the more your manager and teammates will take notice of you. For some of us, speaking up can feel a bit difficult. So if you're in that position where speaking up feels hard right now, start small. Challenge yourself to say, okay, in our next team meeting, I'm going to add in one comment that comes to mind, or I'm going to ask one question because I haven't been asking questions. Whatever it is, just figure out ways to get more comfortable speaking up. Sometimes the right transitional statement can make these things feel easier. So for example, let's say you're in a meeting and you you think, oh gosh, you know, I have this idea. I want to bring it up. 
just saying, you know, as you were speaking, I thought of an idea that I'd love to share if you're open to it. Whatever the way, find a way to speak up because the more you practice it, the more habitual it will become, meaning the more comfortable it becomes as well. As you consider these things and how to go about them, there's one more thing I'd like to leave you with. It's always encouraged to communicate with empathy. And you might be thinking, well, wait, I thought this was an episode on how to demonstrate ownership, not entitlement. How did we get to empathy? So let me kind of explain how these all go together. When you think of things like asking for what you want or sharing your ideas, sometimes we steer away from these because we're worried that we might sound too bossy or come across abrasive. When you communicate with empathy, that is not the case. So let me just give you an example. Like let's say your team just got tasked with a big initiative and you want to be involved in this process and you want to make that clear to your manager. So what could that request essentially sound like in your next one-on-one? If you're communicating with empathy, it would sound something like, and this is just one version, not the only way, but something like, you know, I'm really excited about the initiative our team was tasked with. I know you've had a lot on your plate, so it's possible you haven't thought about what support you need just yet, but I wanted to let you know I would love to be involved. So if there's anything specific I can do to be considered for that, I'd, I'd love if we could talk about that. That is clear. It communicates understanding that, you know, the manager's had a lot going on and maybe hasn't considered it yet. But again, it's also clear in defining, like, what is this person asking for? As with many things you will learn on this podcast, they are simple in theory and often hard in practice. So don't be hard on yourself. Just remember progress not perfection, right? That's echoing a, a episode from season one. Just do what you can to do each of these in small ways and they will eventually have a much bigger impact. As a reminder, ask for what you want, keep track of your contributions and share your opinions honestly. Each of these will help you gain the confidence you need to advocate for yourself in a way that carries influence and does not come across as entitled. We hope that you found this week's tips helpful on how to demonstrate ownership and not entitlement. Feel free to check out the show notes for the resources that we mentioned. They are all linked below. And we hope you have a great week, everyone. And we look forward to seeing you next time on How's We Manage.